Welcome to Illuminate Greatness, the podcast that explores the latest trends in marketing and public relations and highlights the most positively powerful brands and people who are making a difference in our world. And now your host, entrepreneur, marketing and public relations expert, advocate, spiritual explorer, mother, and founder of Olive Creative Strategies, Jennifer Borba von Stauffenberg. Welcome to Illuminate Greatness. I am so happy to be connecting today with our guest, Beth Bowen. She has been a person in my life for probably one of my longest friendships. I love her. I have known her since before we embarked on our careers and motherhood and life. And it is such an honor to connect today because she has been up to some really amazing things. I want to share with you a little bit about her background. She was born and raised in Fresno, California. She fell in love with painting at a young age. She remembers watching her grandmother paint gorgeous landscapes with oils, and she is a self-taught artist. You guys, she taught herself how to paint by watching YouTube tutorials. Her career has skyrocketed. In the first year, she was showcasing at every major art festival in the nation, And at the one-year anniversary of her art career, she was asked to showcase at the Louvre in Paris, and it was 2019. And she was a modern art master in part of the show, which I can't wait to hear more about. She has four children. She enjoys an active lifestyle, and she is the most wild world traveler I've ever met. I feel like Every time I check out where she is in the world, it's somewhere different and exciting. But welcome, Beth. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Jen. I mean, yeah, we go way back. It was just funny. I was just playing back the times in Europe together and even how we got there and how we met. And we were just 15 years old. And look at us now. Yeah, it's so crazy. We were 15 and we were the student ambassadors of our county. Yes, we were. And it was like best friendship at sight. I mean, I feel like I met you and we connected right away. And I'm so grateful. I feel like I, that trip was really like the first time that I got to experience who I was without my family and my circle of friends. And it's sort of in my life, I look back and you're the one person who really met me first as me instead of as that like collective that you have when you're a kid. Does that make sense? Totally. Awesome. Well, I am really just so inspired. We didn't even talk about like those national art shows in your bio were not like small potatoes. This was like Art Basel, the Art Basel. So I want to hear, okay, you mentioned in your bio that you started painting with YouTube. So tell us, like, how did this start? Why did you start painting again? Why did you stop when you loved it when you were younger? Like kind of bring us up to speed to today. Well, I actually never painted when I was younger. I just admired my grandmother. Oh my gosh. No, I never painted. No, I watched her paint and I just thought, I'm like, wow, she's such a talent. I'm, why isn't she famous for this? And she doubted herself. She didn't have the confidence. She's like, no, it's not that good. Or no, I'm like, what do you mean it's not that good? I think the duck can like come through the canvas and just like waddle out. Like it was a real (laughs) duck. That's real. Like it's, it's alive. It might be alive. It may have winked. I don't know, but it's just like, she was so talented and it 
frustrated me that she didn't believe in herself and nobody ever knew of her art. And I know that's not the goal for everyone to be famous, whatever, but in in my world, I wanted her to be, and I wanted everyone to see that and see her gifts and her talents. And she never had the courage or I guess the confidence to put herself out there. You know, it's so powerful when you say that the two things that I love the most about you and have always been so inspired by is your courage and your confidence. I swear everything that you touch turns to gold. It's not like an ordinary experience that you live. We've talked about this so many times over the years. You just, some of my most ridiculous experiences that I've had have been with you because there's this belief. I feel like that you've always carried that why not you? Why not me? Why I, if I want it, I can achieve it. And I just think that it's so powerful. So isn't it amazing how by watching her not make that choice, you sort of embodied those gifts. Right. Which I don't think I'm as talented, but I can say I'm definitely fearless (laughs) and I'll take what I have. And I think I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Maybe it's my lack of fear that allows me to do what I want to do and set goals and watch them, you know, play out, which is just so surreal (laughs) and and beyond what I've ever imagined could happen. You know, it's, well, it's incredible and you are very talented. So don't discredit that part. It's amazing. I have been an art collector since the minute I realized I was old enough to be able to buy real art. And I have such a beautiful collection and people comment on your pieces so often, maybe even more than any other pieces in my house. And so I think that you need to accept the gifts. And while I appreciate somebody with humility and being humble, your work is really exceptional. So I will say it if you don't feel like you can. (laughs) Um, Thank you. How I got into it. I, as you know, went through a divorce and as a single parent, I was opening myself up to opportunities, really anything that came my way. Since I was a full-time mom, I wasn't working and didn't have a resume. And so when opportunities came my way, I said yes. And one was a reality TV show and It wasn't the best experience, but it did open doors for me. And I still didn't know what my purpose was. And what I mean by that, I didn't know, I didn't know how to access my gifts. I didn't know what I was really trying to do. I knew that I was tenacious. I knew that I was fearless. I knew I had a belief in myself that I could do anything. I just didn't know what that was. And when the show got canceled, I found myself putting a lot of my energy into the relationship that I was in. I was helping my then boyfriend build his practice. He's a surgeon. And so I helped his social media. I helped, this would be great for you. You should do this. You should do that. And then when he broke up with me out of the blue, I was like, wow, it's my fault. But I put so much time and energy into him. What if I did that? for myself. Well, and not to you have four children that are amazing and full time because yes, yes. One child is a lot, but four. And I think you have pets too. Like what the, (laughs) 
Right. No, I, and I did. And I didn't know what it is that I wanted to do. And I decided, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who's an artist and I said, I think I want to paint. She's like, great, you know, have fun with it. Go grab some canvases. And, and I did. <laughs> and the first few pieces were awful. I mean, just awful. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. She's like, well, you know, you can soften it here. You know, you play with colors and, you know, you can take a class. And, you know, I, I didn't want to take a class. I wanted, I just wanted to have fun and play around. And I wasn't taking it serious at all. And I came across a tutorial on YouTube and it was just so corny. This guy was so, it, it was like uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, and the kids were eagerly waiting to hear what the next step was. It was awful. But I learned so much and I'm like, this is so cool. I learned how to make a fluid pour. And essentially what that is, is you pour different substances into acrylic paint along with like treadmill oil which creates cells, but it allows the color not to blend with another color. So essentially you get this really cool design effect without getting the, the smeared mixing of like a bunch of colors coming together, turning brown. So it keeps the colors in its integrity. And I just loved it. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm going to do this. And then I just started fooling around and learning other techniques. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to have a gallery showcase. I'm just going to. You're like from YouTube to showcase. And yes. How did literally. you do that? Tell me what that. So was. a friend of mine was advertising his concert. He was having a concert at the Mint in Hollywood six months, say this was in August from the time that I saw his ad. He said, it was like October 6th, come to my show, come to my show. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be cool? He's putting in so much. He's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, advertising for his show. I'm going to have a gallery showcase just before his show close by and see if I can capitalize on that audience. Say, hey, come to my art show first and then go check out the band. Amazing. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, let your audience know that there's an art showcase happening down the street. And I put it on Facebook. I put it everywhere. And I can't tell you how many direct messages I received that day. It's like, you're an artist? Since when? I didn't know anything about this. probably one of them. I was like, what is happening? Wait a that's your no. painting? That's really good. Are you sure right. that's your painting? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Since when? And I go, you know what? I didn't even know I was an artist. But guess what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go for it. And not only am I going to go for it, I'm going to have a showcase. I'm going to have a gallery. I rented a gallery for 500 bucks. And it was online and I didn't even look at it. I just found the location. It was close by to where the concert was going to be held. I'm like, great. Looks great. But that's what I love about you. You're so unstoppable. Like so many things, so many people have an idea and then they just are paralyzed by not knowing what to do next. And you are such a powerful connector and you're not afraid to ask. And you are not afraid to open the door that's in front of you. It's like, people are like, the door is unlocked and they're standing there and they're like, I don't have the key. I don't know what to do. And you're like, wait, you don't know what to let's do. Make a key. Oh my God, let's just ram it down. Like, let's go. That's right. <laughs> we'll break a window. We'll fix it later. Let's just get in. Yeah, no. And I, that's what I did. I, I booked this gallery and the guy called me the next day and he's like, Hey, welcome to substrate. I'm like, awesome. What's substrate? He's like the gallery. You just booked us. And I'm like, Oh yes. Thank you. I'm really excited. And he's like, awesome. How many pieces do you have? And I said, 
well, how many pieces does your place hold? And he's like, well, it depends on the size of your piece. And I said, well, most of mine are about 36 by 36 to 48 by 48. He's like, well, with that, I can hold about 14. I'm like, well, that's perfect because I have 14. He's like, fantastic. And how I had six at the really time. Have? I had six, but I, I just <laughs> knew I had, eight, I had six weeks to make eight pieces, which I was totally doable. And so he said, well, who's your curator? And so I'm holding my phone. I'm like, oh my God, what's a curator? So I'm looking on my phone and I'm Googling curator. And he's like, well, I just want to let you know, I have all these years experience. I've done this. I curated this show. I've curated that show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, you know, you really sound amazing. And I would be honored if you would curate my show. And he's like, wow, that's great. I'd love to. I'm like, well, few. I didn't know what a curator was and I didn't know how to find one. So that worked out. And then, so so great. (laughs) And so he said, well, um, I'll, I'll make the tags, um, bring the pieces over and, uh, you know, let me know, you know, the, the prices. And I said, fantastic. So I dropped off the piece of, you know, three to four days before and he said, okay, so what are the names? And he, I said, whoa, names. He's like, you don't have names. And I said, I honestly, I didn't know I had to name them too. I said, <laughs> and I was like, earth meets land, the utopia mermaid lagoon. I mean, I was pulling it out of my butt. Be honest. I didn't know you had to name the pieces. I didn't know. I mean, this, this is amazing. I really did it. And so he's like, when, what are the prices? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's my first show. I don't want people to think I'm after their money. I just wanted everyone to see that I was doing art. And I said, I don't know, 400, maybe 500 for this. He's like, no, 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 no. Prints are four to $500. You mean like 3,000, 2,000? I go, oh, no, 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 no. I've, I've never done art before. No, no, no. He's like, well, you have to raise your prices. And I said, you know what? Let's, let's compromise. How about 800? And I feel like such a fool asking for that amount of money. And he was like, well, I think it's way too low, but your show. That's fine with me. We'll go with it. I ended up selling half of my pieces that night. And Mm -hmm. after the show, he said, you know what, Beth? He's like, I really like your art. I really do. And I think, I don't know, maybe I'm jaded by Los Angeles. I always feel when someone says they want to help me or they like me, do they really? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I always kind of believe a little bit cynically with that, that is he going to help me? I don't know. I just assumed he was being kind. And I said, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And he's like, no, I'm going to help you. And I, I look forward to watching your career. Great. Two weeks later, I receive a call. It says Ramses. So he was the gallery, my curator slash gallery owner. And the phone rings. And I remembered when I booked the gallery, I Venmoed him the money. And I almost didn't pick up the call because it was a tough financial time. And I was thinking, gosh, did the my Venmo bounce? Oh <laughs> so, no. And so I almost didn't take his call. I was like, oh God, this is awkward. And I'm like, fine, face it. So hello. And he's like, Beth, it's Ramses. I'm like, hi, Ramses. How's it going? He's like, I have some great news for you. Are you know, are you sitting down? I'm like, no, what's that? And he said, Well. I have Gabriel Fine Arts of London coming to, they're going to be at the gallery next month and they're going to be here in two weeks. I submitted a piece from everybody who has rented my space, including my own art, because he's an artist himself. 
And they pick your Mermaid Lagoon as the wild spot artist. And wow. these artists are coming from Argentina and France and Canada and Germany, England, and they're all over. And I said, fantastic. He's like, but there's one thing I got to tell you. I go, what's that? He's like, we're going to have to raise your prices. I said, well, how much was Mermaid Lagoon? I think, I think it was like eight fifty. And he's like, how about 2000? I go, whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> And uh, I, love it. I said, how about a thousand? He's like, 1500. And I said, 1250 final answer. And he's like, fine. So I show up to the gallery that night and it's $2,500. I go, what? I didn't say that. Well, the gallery gets half. So Gabriel Fine Arts of London was collecting half. My piece was the only piece that sold that night. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. So Maria from the gallery said, Beth, do you have any pieces 12 by 24? And I'm like, sure. How many do you need? And she's like, well, bring two or three. Cause well, we're going to take them to our Basel and we leave okay. uh, Monday morning. And this was a Saturday. Real so talk. To- did you know what art Basel was at the time? I did. And the only reason I knew is because <laughs> I was folding laundry to keeping up with the Kardashians and they were all going and they said it was the Academy Awards of art. So I knew it was a big deal. I, so I was like, wow. It. So when I heard, Art Basel, I was like, okay, this is a big deal. I'm all in. And I said, when do you need the pieces by? It's like four o'clock tomorrow. <gasps> so Sunday at four o'clock. So I went home. I didn't have 12 by 24. I had to wait till Michael's opened, which didn't open on Sunday, I think until like 11 a.m. And so <laughs> I picked up the pieces and I did like a fluid pour because it's quick. And I used newspaper. I put numbers on each one, 310, 212, and 305. So it's Miami, New York, LA, Big City Dreams, I titled it. And I took the blow dryer, dried it, bubble wrapped it, had it to her by four o'clock. Actually drove her to the airport, make sure she had it. And two of my pieces, two of the three sold at Art Basel. And then uh, Art agent came by, Mark Shapiro. He came by and he said, who is this? And they said, this is a artist out of Los Angeles. He's like, well, you know, she's new. He's like, well, put me in touch with her. So I got on the phone with him. He connected me with Artifact out of New York. They represented me at LA Art Show, New York Art Expo, and Art Santa Fe. And then from that, I got into PAX Gallery in Austria, which then I submitted to Art Monaco. And it was Prince Albert's private showcase during the yacht show, the Louvre and the Cannes Film Festival. And I went to all of them. Well, I submit, I sent my art to Art Monaco. I went to the Louvre, which was insane. And then the world shut down for COVID 2020. So that's when I was supposed to be at the Cannes Film Festival, which it just showed this last Cannes Film Festival, my art. And right now, actually, my art's in a museum in Austria right now. So it's just been this like whirlwind. It just was a snowball that just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's exceeded any thought that I ever even imagined. The one thing I wanted to do was have my art in Home Goods because it's my mom's favorite store and I want everyone to be able to afford my art. And now that it's in Home Goods, I'm like, wow, what next? And just these opportunities. I have an incredible art agent who has been really, you know, helping me out. He sold a piece of mine to Neil Diamond. He got a contract installation at Coachella for me, World Cup installation. It's incredible. Um, 
it's just been epic. So what's next? What you've achieved in such a short period of time is beyond four years of most people in a career or lifetime. What do you think it is that separates you from others who take the long windy road? I mean, what specifically, aside from the fact that your art, I mean, I love, I own the, your life, your canvas, and I love it so much. And that is the one that speaks to so many people. Maybe you can talk a little bit about which of the pieces you feel have gotten the most traction. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, art's so subjective. Everyone has their own tastes. And for me, my favorite is your life, your canvas for what it symbolizes. When I was on the plane coming back from Paris, I asked myself that question. What is next? How the heck did I get here? In one year, I'm in Paris? Like, what? This is crazy. Uh, the Carousel de Louvre, it was this showcase that they handpicked artists from all over and gave me a book. It's a 2019 Modern Art Masters of the Louvre. I'm like, what? It's so surreal. And I just thought of this image of the second... I believed my life was going to go a certain way. It's almost been like a snow globe effect. You know, there's been a shakeup. There's been a lot of different shakeups, you know, then I was on that reality show and then it got canceled and then I was in a relationship and that didn't work out. Now I'm doing art. It means you may only have one life, but we can recreate it as many times as we like. And that's why I have the white coming down. It's a clean slate. It's starting over. It's painting the canvas white again. It's a fresh start. It's allowing yourself to have a fresh start. It's giving yourself permission to start over. And it's not too late. Says who? I think we have a lot of negative dialogue in our own heads that is our own worst enemy. I think we do more damage. Fear does more damage than anything. And I think I don't know if it's naivety or just putting fear in the back seat and allowing myself to take control and say, you know what? I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm open to the opportunity. I'm open. I, I want to receive it. I want to receive the gifts. I want to, and I want to help too. Like I, I give my contacts to people because mm-hmm. we can all eat. Someone that's going to like me may not like someone else's work or someone like someone else's work may not like my work, but it doesn't hinder me by helping others. And I think that's what we can all do is help one another. Yeah. Where does that fearlessness come from? Because that is the thing that holds so many people back. How do you know how to be so fearless? I think, honestly, I've been kind of rocked to my core with my father's head injury when I was 12 my own personal Superman. I mean, my, my dad was my absolute hero. And when he lost pretty much everything, it just showed how fragile life can be and how things can be taken away and nothing is promised. And tomorrow's not promised. The passing of my mom, the divorce, you know, the ending of my marriage, the ending of our relationships, you know, I feel like I have been at rock bottom. I've been on food stamps. I have had everything taken away from me and I have nowhere to go, but up. I feel like I truly do feel like a Phoenix. Yeah. Well, it's just so inspiring. Your confidence is infectious. I think you give permission to other people to say, yeah, like 
why not? Like, why not try that? Why not go after my dreams? Like what, what have I got to lose? There's, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen. They're just saying no. (laughs) And I've just always loved and admired that about you. So tell me like you've accomplished all these things. What do you want to do now? Like, what are you working on? Do you have anything that you can share or might be secret? No, I do. I want to do a docu-series about art. I really want to showcase artists in Los Angeles. I want to showcase the different, you know, there's so much diversity within art, which I don't think a lot of people know about art. So we don't really talk about art. I mean, we learn in school about old dead white men that were artists thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, but we don't talk about the now. And it's not really in our culture that we talk about like television actors and musicians. And we don't have that same conversation about artists. And I want people to know art. It's so therapeutic. I mean, I think especially with how important mental health is today and checking in and expressing yourself artistically and allowing yourself to and showing people that that is an outlet. It doesn't have to be painting, photographer, sculpting, designer, crafting, just some sort of outlet that people can express a passion. Maybe they didn't even know they had. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But for me, I want to, yes, I want to create a docu-series. I really want to help female artists. And a lot of people also don't know that you know, we're just so grossly underrepresented in the art community. We're represented by 18% and wow. that's within our nation. That's actually a big number because it's 13% globally. And that's all your museums. That's all your galleries. It's a male dominated world. And the irony is here as women, we paint our faces with makeup. You know, we're all artists. We're all creative <laughs> with our design, like the way we pick out our clothes and fashion and how we accessorize and we put, you know, a certain purse with a certain pair of shoes or boots or, you know, what we do, that's art. That's Mm -hmm. art. Like we're all artists. Such a powerful perception. It's so interesting to me. I think I was sharing with you the other day, the majority of my art collection is made up of female artists and I have, you know, I own a PR firm. So my world is very much We have more females in our industry, but the research shows that the majority of the people at the top are men in the largest agencies making the you know largest income. So it exists in my world, but it's not like ever present because I guess from my own personal worldview of women, I support women, love to see women succeed. And so it's so interesting to hear a statistic like that and just go, wow, we have so much more work to do. There's so much to be done to help elevate our sisters and the other women that we could support. And I love that that's such a big focus of yours because I feel like I can hear just the passion in your voice about it. And I'm so on board to support you with that. I think it's amazing. Well, thank you. That's actually like my next step is trying to figure out how am I going to do this? Yeah, <laughs> it's another you know big hurdle. So that's one. I definitely want to have my pieces in hotels. I want to expand into greeting cards. I really, I want to do it all. I right. really want to do it all. I want to create an enterprise through my art, but also a legacy to pass down 
to my children and also to let them know, and especially my daughters, that a man's not your financial plan and to have a career and hold on to something you're passionate about and learn from my mistakes. Yeah, well, I think you're right on track so much further along than anyone could ever imagine, given the fact that you've been at this for, is it four years? Is that what you said? Four years. Yeah, just four insane. Well, I cannot wait to see where things head. I'm in, you know, front row. I can't wait to support you along the way and celebrate with you as you achieve these milestones. And if there's anything that I can ever do to support, I'm so here for it, but I am so grateful for your time today to hear your story. Thank you so much for being with us. This was so fun to hear. And again, it's just It's literally unbelievable what you've achieved in such a short time. I hope that you take time to be grateful and to be proud of yourself. I'm so proud of you. And thank you. um, I just, it's, you know, like you said, it's only up from here. So. Yes. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks to all of you for listening to Illuminate Greatness. We will connect again soon. Interested in receiving free marketing and public relations resources? Visit IlluminateGreatness.com and subscribe to our newsletter to receive valuable weekly content that will inspire you and help you grow your business. That's IlluminateGreatness.com. Thank you for listening to the Illuminate Greatness podcast brought to you by Olive Creative Strategies.